my name's Libby Tozer. Welcome to the She Is Seen podcast. We are shining a light in places that we as women often turn away from, exploring everything that being a normal woman is. Lumps, bumps, scars, stories, you name it, that's what this space is all about. I hope you enjoy this. If today's brought up anything triggering for you in any way, please head over to the She Is Seen movement Facebook page and pinned to the top of the page is a list of amazing resources with links to counsellors, support organisations, all sorts of charities for women and hopefully we'll have something that's awesome if you're feeling triggered to go and reach out for some professional help and speak to someone. Hi, welcome to She's Seen. Today we're talking to a woman in their 30s and we're shining a light on the things that don't get spoken about because that's kind of the whole reason we're doing this podcast. So on top of that, we've also altered our voices. Hopefully they're not sounding too terrible. But we're going to jump straight in. So thanks for being here today. You're welcome. Happy to be here. So the reason we've changed the voices is just because these questions are kind of targeted to get deeper quicker, quickly, basically. Yeah, that's straight into it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping past the surface real fast. Yeah. <laughs> How have you compromised your own self-worth in your life? Okay. I have compromised my own self-worth by by engaging in some in some pretty heavy behaviour, I guess. I found myself looking for love in all the wrong places because I had real self-esteem issues and mm-hmm. I was also abusing drugs and alcohol very heavily and obviously that altered my decision-making processes and mm. I found myself in relationships purely based on sex with married men and I'm not proud of those moments, but they happened. I was very young when I first started a relationship with a married man. I was 19, and that lasted a number of months, probably eight months. It didn't help that he was also my boss. And oh, wow. Yeah. How, was he much um, older than you? He was, yeah. He was 30 years older than me. Um, oh, my so, God. Yeah, so, you know. He probably should have known better. He probably should have. And, you know, there's that old saying of daddy issues, so maybe that is somewhere in in there too. (laughs) But for me, it was this, the thrill of him. He wanted me and it was like this. I never felt somebody want me like that before. Mm And it made me feel really good. Even yeah. though ultimately I felt really shit about it, but at the time there was this thrill and this sneaking around, and it, yeah, it was it was great. And he never told me he was going to leave his wife for me or anything like that. It was purely sex, and that's what happened. We had sex everywhere, everywhere you could think of, in work, at his home in the car, it happened everywhere and that's all it was. But it was a feeling that I had never experienced before of wanting him, somebody wanting me like that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on reflection, it was, he didn't want me, he just wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. But at, at that age, you don't, you're just like, 
Well, I would say project all your everything you think about life onto that. Were you doing that still? Were yeah. you like projecting like this is gonna be this, like Yeah. Yeah. That, even though like he I sort of I guess I didn't have a plan. Like I didn't yeah. know what was happening. We just it was just happening as it was happening. But it was I was chasing the feel good and and then obviously it, it didn't feel good after a while. Yeah. And I guess the shiny toy thing sort of ran out and things didn't move on from what they were. Yeah. So did you stop it or did he stop it? I changed jobs and, okay. yeah, that was kind of the end of that. And you would think that I would learn from that experience, but I guess I was so young I didn't because at my next job the same thing happened again, except this time it lasted six years. Wow. And it was very complex because he was very good friends with my future husband. And, yeah, it was it was messy. This is bad with my bad sense of humour. I know, no, I know. I laugh about it now. But, yeah, it was it was really toxic. And, yeah, so I, again, engaged in a relationship with my next boss who was a little bit younger than the last one and this went on for, yeah, six years and it was, again, purely sex but there was also an emotional connection there and it Mm -hmm. was very toxic. There was this big secret we he wouldn't tell anyone. He wouldn't dare tell anyone. I mean, he would He would have been embarrassed by it. And I was, we were both in relationships. And Oh, you're in a relationship as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was in a relationship and it was happening all the time. And I was looking for something that I wasn't getting in my life. Yeah, and that was the thrill and the, the the endorphins that was happening with that. But it was very, very toxic. And I look at it now and he definitely took advantage of me. They both did. Was st- he still a fair bit older than you then as well? Or? Yeah, he was about 20, not as – 20 years older, not as <laughs> not as old. 30 years older this time, yeah. he was only 20 years older. So he was 40. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. I was barely 20 and he was 40. Yeah. And um, he took advantage of me beyond anything I've ever experienced. And there was, would I say sexual abuse? Yes, but it was consensual. So Yeah, it's a weird I, line, isn't it? Yeah. Like how do you unpack that? Because I actively wanted to engage in all of the things that we did. Mm-hmm. But looking back, it was definitely abuse. He manipulated me into doing those things. Yeah, yeah. And it was very graphic as well. You know, there was this culture of sharing, like, porn between yeah. the two of us. It was really quite a lot when I think about it now. And that was sort of the foundation of what would happen the following week, you know, and there was it was just this sick thing. And I was so naive. I had only had a handful of partners by that point in my life. And mm-hmm. he knew that I was vulnerable and he took advantage of me in that sense. And with with no care 
it was all self-gratification and I wish I had the self-esteem and the self-worth to have recognised it for what it is and put a stop to it because it, it was no, it, he was not doing it to serve me. It was all self-gratification for him. Yeah, yeah. And yep. when I was feeling vulnerable and sad and needing help or support or I needed a friend to help me, he was definitely not there for me in any way, shape or form other than for his own purpose, which was for sex. So Wow. So it was like this mm. real, like real abuse cycle that you kind of yeah. Yeah. would just, it's like the kids, like the, I was reading this study, you know, like about bullying and it's mm. like the the kids just um, in a schoolyard will go back to the same bully. Mm. And get in, like they could go and play with any other kids, but they just mm. go back to the same person again yeah. and again and again yeah. because it's, it's like you want that, you need that uh, the abuser to tell you that you're okay. Yeah. And also I think for me I, I needed to feel something. And yep. even though it's pain, at least you're feeling something and... With the lows, the the real low pain and the, the lows that we had, there was the highs where there was the endorphins and the, when the manipulation was strong, yeah, I, I felt good on, I felt really good, even though on reflection it was all fake. But yeah, yeah. like um, the highs and lows. So, and yeah, it's that abuse cycle, you know, like going back to to the abuse. Yeah. And, yeah, it lasted a very long time and it wasn't until I left that job <laughs> that that stopped and yeah. it was very brutal. It was, uh, you no longer serve me, you're done, see ya, cut off. Oh, so wow. There was no grace period. There was no I wish you wells. It was fuck off, goodbye, you're no longer you're no longer good to me. And I, I actually witnessed a new person, a new girl start at the place that um, we were working at and I knew instantly that he and her were doing the same thing straight oh, away. wow. Yeah. yeah, straight away it happened with somebody else. And I got jealous. <laughs> I got jealous about it looking yeah. back and I was, I was upset about it. I didn't... Like, what was wrong with me? Why yeah. Why are you going with somebody else? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. But it wasn't So were you in a relationship that whole time or you in yeah. relationships? Or? I was in a relationship that whole time. So how did, did it affect that as well? Yeah, mm. I think so. Definitely it did. It was my future husband that I was with. That relationship was doomed from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but I because I was engaging in this behaviour privately secretly yeah I did bring a lot of that to the table with that with the relationship so like the like going outside of my comfort zone within the bedroom for example yep. and the drug taking and all of these things that that I was doing I with this other person secretly I did bring into my relationship okay and that then gave this person that I was in a relationship with a mm -hmm. false or he thought that that's who I was as a person. Yeah. And maybe I was that person at that time. But, yeah, I mean, it just bred toxic. It just bred, like, yeah, really bad behaviour. 
and that's never ever going to end well at all. No. So yeah, it certainly impacted our relationship long term because once I stopped engaging in the affair, I think a piece of me was like, "What have I done? What? Why did I do that?" And I sort of grew a little bit from it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I left. I wanted to shed a little bit of that and left it behind then all of a sudden there was a hole in my actual relationship where that space had once been and he didn't know he didn't understand what was happening because I obviously couldn't tell him about it and I couldn't talk to him about it and we were all so lost and so we were taking too many drugs and we were just yeah all over the place it was yeah and was it was it like corrosive on a emotional level as well? Because obviously then there's a level of trust that wasn't in that relation in your marriage yeah, relationship definitely. there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like he didn't know and he uh, he never knew and he never will know. But it's it's he then actually did he had an affair which ended our relationship. So I guess maybe yeah, there was this underlying yeah, co- corrosive behaviours that were within the relationship that we yeah. both refused to acknowledge, but they definitely were there. Okay. It was all for show. Yeah. And that was what we both, looking back, my marriage was all about ticking boxes. Okay, yeah. so we're supposed to get buy a house and get married and have kids, so let's just do that yeah. and we'll pretend that, that it's working well for us and we'll make sure that everyone thinks that things are glossy and shiny and we're really happy when really we're absolutely miserable and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Why do we care? Um, wait, why do we even care what other people think? It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. What did your teenage self really need to know about intimacy, sex and relationships? I guess especially with the letting yourself basically be abused. Where yeah. would your, well, you were letting yourself be abused. Yeah. Is there any way that could have been prevented by having better knowledge, do you think? Or Definitely, 100%, because as a teenager, I thought that intimacy was sex and mm-hmm. it's not just that. Intimacy is, is a whole thing. It's, sex is so much more than just the physical act. So I thought that if I had sex with somebody, that that's it. There's no there's no emotions. It's just it's just the act. But of course, that's not the case at all. Mm. And so yeah, I if I had understood the implications of having sex with somebody and the emotion the emotional impact that I would ha- that that has on me and who I am and my values and my self esteem and all of the things that we think. All of that would have been interpreted differently if I had the education and the knowledge mm-hmm. as a teenager is, what I guess, what I'm trying to say. We, we were taught the physical act in school and that was all that we were ever – that was all that was ever discussed. There was never yes. any intimacy or the feelings and emotions that come with actually doing it. And Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You give yourself to somebody when you have sex, not just your body, but you give a piece of your 
emotional, like a piece of your soul, I guess, maybe is the right word, yeah. to that person. There's a, there's an exchange of, of something there other than just physical. Yeah, you can't expect that not to have an impact on you outside of the act. Yeah, yeah. If you had better self-worth, what do you think you would have walked this same path or what do you think life would have looked like? In Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think, it, well, maybe I wouldn't have let it go on for so long. Yeah. I think I have always been very curious about sex and wanting to explore my sexuality and have sex. I remember the youngest, I remember being 14 and being like, right, I'm, I'm having sex, you know, and I think about that now. I'm like, I was 14. Like, oh, my yeah. God. I was a baby. I've always wanted to be sexual and and. I've always had that high sex drive and wanting to do it, but it was the behaviours of having relationships with the wrong people and engaging in things that I wasn't comfortable with, thinking that it was the right thing to do, not being able to say no, mm-hmm. and because you're afraid of reject, because you're correct. afraid of rejection. Yeah, yep. and afraid of upsetting somebody, people pleasing. Oh, hurting their feelings. Yeah, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Like, yeah, go with me. Oh, that's a bit too relatable. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you know. And yeah, I think if I had definitely, if I had more self worth, I wouldn't have behaved so in that way. Yeah, I would have had a voice. And for someone who had so much of a voice and if someone was to describe me they'd be like oh yeah she has a voice she'll tell you what she thinks yeah I so didn't oh my god oh, that's really it, it makes me really think like the just with you saying like at school you know they kind of they mm. taught you about the physical acts but not at all about yeah what it means to be respected in a relationship and yes. what and what what it feels like even to be honoured and seen as a mm. complete picture, it's funny how that kind of yeah. feeds into the even the body image thing. You know, like yeah. you're yeah, you're a complete picture. It's not just yeah. a you're not just a body. Yeah, you're not just a vagina. You know, there's there's so much more to it. Yeah, and if I had better self esteem about my body as well, I wouldn't have sought out other people gratifying me in that way to fill a hole where I wasn't gratifying myself that makes yeah sense? To, but, yeah no to tell yeah because you you want someone to be told you want someone to tell you that you're good enough but yeah the yeah the crazy thing is you know like doing these interviews and just you know talking to people and my own life experiences is men really don't care this no. is like a real yeah weird thing that women yeah. We do to ourselves and, yeah. and knock each other down as well, I think, physically yeah, we, we do. do. But Definitely we do, yeah. So if someone was listening that is either the woman in an affair, like mm-hmm. your, in your role, or the woman who's been cheated on, have you have you got advice for either of them or both of them or what would you? Yeah, okay. I, I, and I have I have been both women. Yeah, you've I been have, both women. Yeah, both women. So I feel like I can maybe shed some light. You, the person that you are having an affair with, it, you need to ask yourself: Is that person somebody you want to have a relationship with, regardless of of you know 
Because what happens is when you enter into an affair with somebody, that's when your relationship starts. So the mm-hmm. basis of that relationship is going to be based on a lie. So mm-hmm. are you with this person because you want to, like, is there this moral compass? Like, obviously the moral compass is clearly jarred here. Are you doing it for the thrill? Are you doing it because you actually genuinely love each other? I mean, you have to ask yourself all of these questions. And is it because you just want the endorphins? And there's definitely a lot of good feelings that come out of being in a fair. Like you can just have it and that's it. Well, you think that's it. But it, it never ends well. Even if it's 10 years down the track, longer for me, you'll eventually realise that it wasn't it wasn't great, like it didn't serve you and it was what happens next. You and know, I guess you're left you... with all this stuff to unpack yeah, as well. Exactly. And and even if you guys then do get together, like I said before, your relationship is based on a lie. There was always a third person in that relationship. It was the other person. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that's where you started. And if you can overcome that and I would just always be looking over my shoulder, I think, with somebody who I had started in, in that way because I would think, well, what's stopping them from doing it to the next person, you know? Yeah. Why, what, what if they cheat on me? Yeah. They've cheated on their last partner. Would they cheat on their new partner? Yeah. And I, when I found out that my husband was having an affair, it was awful. It was a horrible feeling. It was a feeling of not wanting, like, what's wrong with me? I I actually made it my fault. This has happened because it was me and I should have been better or if I was skinnier or if, or if I was this or if I was that, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And But it did and it's it's a horrible feeling. It really is a horrible feeling and I, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody to feel that way mm. about themselves, about yep. The betrayal, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So my advice is, like, tread carefully. Not everyone's going to be in the same boat and not one size fits all, but protect yourself at all times emotionally, definitely. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the She Is Seen podcast today. If you're not already, find us on Facebook and Instagram at She Is Seen Movement so that you can join a photo shoot. Grab yourself a copy of Through Her Eyes if you don't already have one and the calendar if it's the right time of year. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and talk to you next week.